This is Unhurried, and I'm your host, Doug Kyle. You know, life can feel like a race, rushing to the next thing, never time to reflect. But there is incredible value in slowing down with God to take in His perspective, His presence, His pace. I'm a notorious night owl, a card-carrying, dyed-in-the-wool, lifelong night owl. And that's going to be important in a moment. Welcome to Unhurried, the podcast. This is episode five, and I'm your host, Doug Kyle. This week, we're going to do something a little different than normal. We're going to do a one-off. Instead of covering stuff Jesus never said, which we will pick up again next week, I want to look at the topic, A Month of Sunrises. As I said, I am a night owl, uh, I, that, which means I've had a different schedule than most people a lot of my life. My prime time is later in the day. My prime time is late afternoon, in the evening. I can work late, stay up late. Uh, and this has helped me many times in my life. Uh, when our kids were quite young, uh, I, when I was working on my doctoral dissertation, I did I wrote my entire dissertation from about 9 p.m. until midnight after everyone went to bed. But, of course, there is a downside to being a night owl, and that is the mornings. The mornings are rough. Uh, they're, they're hurried. You wake up and you feel like you're already behind, and uh, it's off to the races. And so I experimented with something recently called a month of sunrises, and it's been a wake-up call for this night owl. A month of sunrises can be a spiritual discipline, uh, an exercise that you can participate in if you'd like to. I'd like to tell you about my experience with it anyway, and let me begin with the idea. How did, where did it come from? Well, this is the, the backstory. It's actually got a less than glamorous beginning. I we live across the street from friends of ours, and they have a, a backyard that that is a beautiful view of the sunset every night. And I kind of envy that a little bit, that they can watch the sunset from their backyard each evening. Envy is probably too strong of a word. Let's say I admire it. I admire the fact that they can uh, look at the sun sunset. And we've watched the sunset with them from their backyard many times, and, and I love it. But as I was reflecting on that, I realized, hey, wait a second, Doug, you have a beautiful view of the sunrise from your backyard. You never take advantage of that. Uh, instead of focusing on what you don't have, why don't you focus on what you do have? And so I began to think about, why don't I enjoy sunrises more? Now, there's a problem with that, and I've already alluded to it. I am a night owl by temperament and by by personality. And I can probably count on two hands the number of times I've been up for a sunrise and actually taken time to take it in and, and watch it and observe it and enjoy it. I'm much more likely to enjoy a sunset than I am to enjoy a sunrise. Although there was one time that was actually epic in my life when I was in seminary studying in um, 
I had a chance to study in Israel, and we spent some time in Egypt. And one particular day, we were we were in the uh, Sinai Desert. They got us up early, our guides, and we hiked to the top of Mount Sinai at three in the morning with flashlights. Uh, there was I was amazed because there was just a parade of people that were going up the the mountainside every day apparently and that morning just the just this line of flashlights going up the mountain we joined with them we got to the top of mount sinai where famously moses met with god and it was there we watched the sunrise from that that perspective from that vantage point so that was a fantastic memory but apart from that there haven't been a lot of sunrises in my life and so i thought well what would happen if i a month to observe sunrises. Would that make uh, any kind of impact on me? Uh, give me a chance to enjoy something that, that God's already placed in my life. And uh, we, absolutely, we actually had uh, a trip to Scotland planned. And so we were fresh back from Scotland, and that messes up your body clock big time, which meant I was already waking up super early because of that. And I thought, this is perfect. I'm going to start the month of sunrises now because I'm already, my body's already used to getting up early. I give myself that an advantage. Of course, who knew if that would, you know, I'd be able to do that for an entire month, but at least I'd get a good running start. And this was the plan. I thought, I'll take 31 days, and I will get up each morning. I'll set my alarm for before the sun rises. I, I would get up. I would make some tea. I would then uh, situate myself in a place where I could see the sunrise. Uh, sometimes I went outside, but usually I just posted up in front of a window. I had to actually change windows in, in our house halfway through because uh, the, the sun moves, and, and halfway through, the month, the sunrise got out of view from one window, and so I went to a different window where I could view it. I would then take a photograph of the sunrise. Actually, I ended up taking several photos, picking my favorite. But also, I would uh, I would look at a verse. I'd find a verse of Scripture that talked about morning, sunrise, uh, the sun, the sun coming up. Sometimes I looked at verses about clouds in the morning, early in the morning, and I found a verse that I felt was appropriate for the morning, and I would I would save that verse, and then I would I would reflect on it. I'd write down a, a sentence or two, just a note, reflecting on what that passage meant and how it connected me in that early morning sun. It was a time of great calm for me. I was surprised by it. I I actually pretty quickly started looking forward to it. Uh, there's a sense in which you wait in the morning because, at least for me, sometimes there were clouds there, and and so the actual sunrise, the time I would see the sun, wasn't until uh, later than it was the day before, and so you'd be waiting to kind of see the sun actually rise. It rises over a mountaintop too, where from my backyard, and so uh, that mountaintop is sort of sloped, and as the sun moved uh, each day a little bit. It changed the time that I saw the sun. But it created this incredibly unhurried experience for me as I was there in the morning uh, waiting for it. Sometimes it didn't rise at all because there was some rain uh, several of the days during the month that I did this. 
but I was then just kind of waiting for the, the light of day as well. I found it also just a good time to pray, a good time to order my day, to organize my day. Uh, and mostly it, was, it became a time to really orient myself for the day. In fact, I felt quite oriented uh, throughout the day, often thinking back at that, that those early minutes, those early moments uh, with the sunrise in the morning. You know, orient is actually a good word for it, being orient, oriented, uh, because the word orient means east, uh, and it comes from the idea that the sun rises in the east. And so uh, the orient being in the east, is because it comes from that, that idea. It comes from the sunrise. And so the sunrise really can be this orienting experience for you in the day, especially, and I'll explain this in a moment, especially when you combine that with times in Scripture, times in God's Word. So perhaps you can tell this was actually a really positive experience for me, although I kept wondering, okay, am I going to be able to wake up again tomorrow? Is Am I going to really be groggy and sort of, you know, not not excited about this anymore? But for 31 days, I was able to um, stick with it and enjoy the uh, benefit of the, the sunrise each day. Well, let me share with you just a few of the takeaways that I had, and then I'll give you an opportunity to learn more at the end of this podcast. Uh, you know, I feel like, you know, I was way more used to sunsets than sunrises. And unlike sunsets, most sunrises are more dramatic if it's going to be a stormy day. There's that old saying, perhaps you've heard it, uh, red sky in the morning, sailors take warning, red sky at night, sailors delight. Uh, and so when you have this dramatic sunrise, sunset at night with dramatic colors, it's probably because it's been a beautiful day. And you've got a beautiful day coming up the next day. Uh, well, it's just this, at least the proverbial, from uh, the sailor's wisdom anyway, when the uh, sky is more dramatic in the morning, it means it's it's going to be a, a cloudy day or a stormy day or a windy, rainy day. And that was my experience, at least in this month, that the most dramatic sunrises were days that were um, weather-filled. And, uh, you know, it's interesting, Jesus... That that that's think that thinking was prevalent in Jesus's day as well. In Matthew 16, we read about the Pharisees and Sadducees asking Jesus to um, give him a sign from heaven, and his reply was quite proverbial. He said, in Matthew 16:2, when evening comes, you say it will be fair weather for the sky is red, and in the morning today it will be stormy for the sky is red and overcast. You know how interp- you know how to interpret the appearance of the sky, but you cannot interpret the signs of the times. And Jesus quotes a, a proverb of the day, and just common sense wisdom that if the sky is dramatic in the morning, it might be a stormy day. Well, that was my experience as well, but it also rooted me in the fact that we don't know what the day ahead is going to be like, but we do have the faithfulness of God's sunrise every day that that carries us through and the light that carries us through. So that was something that uh, that was an interesting observation for me along the way. Or let me read to you from day 24. 
On day 24, I read Psalm 5.3, which says, In the morning, Lord, you hear my voice. In the morning, I lay my request before you and wait expectantly. And as I waited for the sun to rise that morning, I thought about the idea of laying my request before him. Uh, I was, at, by this point, really enjoying the morning sun sunrises. And in this quiet stillness, I realized that God was inviting me not just to make my requests, but rather to lay them before him and then wait for him to provide, to provide in a way that's as certain as the sunrise each day. And to me, it was a very different way to think about it, not just making a request, but laying a request. Instead of me trying to muscle God to get my way, I was simply releasing my request before him as the sun was rising, as the psalmist says, early in the morning. And it was it was a, a great experience for me. Or then there was this, on day 27, I read Proverbs 27, 14, which says, if anyone loudly blesses their neighbor early in the morning, it will be taken as a curse. And I wrote, this proverb brings us general wisdom. The morning lends itself to quiet, time for solitude with God, a quiet word, soft music if at all, and no exclamation marks in text before 10 a.m. Just shh. (laughs) And maybe that's a little bit of my night owl coming out in me, uh, but I was enjoying the quietness of the morning and realizing I wanted it to linger. I didn't want to rush into the noise and the busyness and the the hectic nature that the day can so early easily bring um, uh, as the day goes on. Maybe I'll give you one more. On day 10, I read from Mark 16, 2 and 3, it's the account of the resurrection. It says very early on the first day of the week, just after sunrise. They were on their way to the tomb, and they asked each other, who will roll the stone away from the entrance of the tomb? And it struck me that that was an unnecessary question, who's going to roll the stone away, because they would soon find out that God took care of that for them. He arranged to have that stole, uh, the stone rolled away, and they were able to easily um, see into the empty tomb. And I realize that's a great prayer for every every morning, every sunrise, to ask God to roll the stones away in our life, those those things that block our view of the empty tomb, that keep us from experiencing and seeing Jesus risen and alive in our life that day. So not that we have to roll the stone away, but rather asking God to roll those stones away every morning, as just as it happened famously on the Resurrection Sunday when Jesus was risen from the dead. So perhaps this is something that you'd like to participate in as well. I call this something, it's part of something, a larger thing that I've looked at often in my life, and that is scripture and something, is what I call it, scripture and something. And that is you add scripture to something. Sometimes the the reading the Bible in our lives gets a little routine or hard to fit into our lives and hard to get into. And 
I found it very helpful to encourage others in, in my own life as well to incorporate it with something else. So it could be, you know, scripture and sunrises. It could be scripture and sunsets. For a large period of my life, I did scripture and sketching where I had a, I'm not really good at journaling, you know, keeping a journal, but I had a journal and I sketched it rather than then uh, wrote down my thoughts, and that was very helpful. Scripture and solitude, where you just get away in nature and alone and look at his word. Scripture and singing, if you're inclined that way, which I'm not. But if you are, then um, you know, turn on some worship music and, and have some scripture. You could even get crazy and have it scripture and something that doesn't start with an S. Add whatever you want. But I found that often comparing scripture with something else a little ritual in your life or a routine or an ongoing focus can really help you in in your time really living in God's Word and lingering in God's Word and having that unhurried time with Him. But it's important to realize, even as I say that, that none of these things are, are rules. I think it's important to distinguish between a tool and a rule. Uh, all of these are just simply tools. If they're helpful for you, then take advantage of it. If it's not helpful, it's certainly not a rule that you need to embrace and make a big part of your life um, right now. But I imagine there are some people out there that they're thinking, hey, Scripture and Sunrise makes a lot of sense to me. And if that's you, I'd like to share with you what I did and give you a way that you can take it, take advantage of it as well yourself. If you'd like to try this out, I've put together a, a document that I'll, I'll email to you that's called A Month of Sunrises, and on it it has the verses that I looked at each of the 31 days, as well as a, a brief sentence or two of my own reflection or observations about it. And uh, if you'd like, you just simply you can email us at unhurriedpodcast at gmail.com, and I'll send you a copy of it. Uh, it'll be yours to utilize. Um, totally free. And it's something that I'd love for you to take advantage of. Uh, And the plan is basically this. Once you get that, you get up before the sun, grab a warm drink. That's optional, but definitely recommended. For me, I had a Chinese breakfast tea that I love every morning. Snap a photo of the sunrise uh, from wherever you're viewing it, and then reflect on the passage for the day perhaps read the brief one or two sentence summation that that I that I gave with the verses and and chew on it meditate on it reflect on it think about what that says to you about your day ahead record any notes that you have if you'd like along the way and then I'd love to hear not only on the front end but also at the back end um, how the experience went for you You know, people say that sunsets are incredibly inspiring, and that's absolutely true. You can't watch a sunset without just being inspired and and amazed at the creation of God, the wonder of God, the glory of God that is revealed there. It's it's beautiful. But, you know, I've discovered, and this is a lot to say as a dyed-in-the-wool night owl, I've discovered that there's something very inspiring about a sunrise as well. In fact, if you think about it, it it sort of portrays something that sunsets don't. It portrays the the movement from dark to light. And that movement from night to daytime is a beautiful picture of what Jesus wants to do in our lives and the light that he gives us not only in the morning but throughout the day to uh, 
to help us see, to help us see things correctly and rightly, our world and our relationship with him as he, as he intended. So someone just this morning asked me, well, do you think you're going to continue? You're going to keep getting up every morning. And, you know, it's been now a few days since I've uh, finished my ex- the exercise of the month of sunrises, and I've, I've missed sunrises. I've certainly been getting up a little bit later than I was then. Uh, but I don't know. I don't know if I'll continue or not. You know, if I followed Ben Franklin's advice, he said that... Uh, being industrious in the morning over the evening is the way to go. You remember his expression, early to bed and early to rise, uh, is the secret to life, according to Ben Franklin. But then I read one of the verses that I read along the way. It was actually on day 28 from Ecclesiastes, and it says to sow your seed in the morning and at evening. Let your hands not be idle, for you do not know which will succeed, whether this or that or whether both will do equally well. And I was encouraged because that verse gives hope both for early birds as well as night owls, that God has endorsed both the benefit of the early morning and the benefit of the late night. If I'm honest, I'll probably, you know, end up being a little bit more like I've been most of my life, ended up uh, bouncing back there. But I will tell you this, I'll miss the sunrises and I'll probably get up more often. And who knows? Ask me a month from now, two months from now. I might be a dyed-in-the-wool early bird after all. We'll see. Well, thanks for listening to my Month of Sunrises experience, uh, the spiritual discipline that I went through. Hopefully it's helpful for you and to listen to, listen to it as well and to uh, journey with me in it. I just want to remind you to take advantage of unhurriedpodcast at gmail.com, the email. Email us there, and I will send you the, the verses that I reflected on as well as my thoughts around them. Uh, I'd also just love to hear from you. If you're following along, if you're tracking with us, uh, utilize that. Let me know that you're listening uh, at unhurriedpodcast at gmail.com. Until next time, this has been Unhurried. I'm your host, Doug Kyle. I look forward to talking again soon. Mm-hmm.